0: It oh will that I owe, I owe we go? Well, this weekend is Labor Day. I should turn this on. And Labor Day is one of the kind of cornerstones of the summer. We kind of know that summer's coming to an end, and and we need to start getting busy again. Vacations are coming to a close. And I remember as a kid, we used to, Kind of closed out the carnival. Yes, I grew up on the carnival, um, and um, but Labor Day was our, our kind of our last weekend, kind of hurrah, and um, people getting getting ready. And back then, we didn't start school until this next week. Um, you know, it was after Labor Day we, we started school, and now they're starting in the middle of summer, I think. But um, but I want to want us to think about Labor Day this morning a little bit, maybe in a, a little dip, different way. Um, I grew up in a family uh, that labored every day. Um, uh, my father was not uh, one who um, thought that sleeping in was an option, um, particularly in summer. Um, and that's, I think that's why I wanted to carnival. Um, but uh, I'm not kidding, on weekends, I mean, he'd get us up at six, seven o'clock in the morning and, and we'd be out cutting grass and weeding. Or, and uh, But he was a farm kid and he was used to that. And my dad, uh, he was a workaholic. Uh, I don't think he ever took a total vacation, because uh, I remember even our vacations, I mean, we were cutting wood and, and stacking rocks and all this stuff. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was kind of a crazy way of, of uh, growing up, but very enjoyable. Um, but uh, my dad was not one to retire. Um, he worked 45 years with Miles Kimball Company, if you knew who Miles Kimball Company was. Uh, he actually started um, with Miles uh, in his basement uh, printing uh, Christmas cards for his families, and um, and my dad was uh, he was a month away from graduating uh, as a high school teacher, uh, history teacher, and, um, and, and he was working for Miles Kimball during summer, and he said, "Well, he said he said I want you to come working for me for full time. He said we're gonna this business is gonna expand." Um, and my dad liked that because he'd rather be working than sitting in school. Um, and uh, so he did, and, and, and like I said, 45 years later, he retired. And two weeks after he retired, he was, went back and worked at Fleet Farm. Um, ended up being the supervisor of the electrical company after about a month of, work, of working uh, because he was one of the only ones that showed up every day. Um, and they, they advanced him into that. And, and then after he retired, after about five, six years of that, um, yeah. he decided, well, I'm going to retire for, for uh, good. And then he went to work for a security company that uh, helped with the EAA, um, the museum over in Oshkosh, if you know where that is. Um, but uh, he, he kind of did the security and, and, and stuff, and he'd help out year-round with that. Is um, uh, I couldn't figure it out if he was going to try to drive my mom nuts or my mom was going to drive him nuts by staying home all the time. But uh, uh, he was one that just didn't, didn't, didn't think that retirement was of an option. And uh, but after watching people who are retired, I probably know why he went back to work because there's more work when you're retired. And uh, and, and I'm not looking forward to that. So um, but uh, as we go about life though. The labor of just day-to-day is a grind, isn't it? I mean, just getting up in the morning and facing this world and seeing what it has for us. And, and uh, I mean, it's just consuming. want to go to Luke 23 and 55. Um, no, that's not it. Put my first one up there. I have the wrong one here for some reason. Oh, there we are. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. I looked at it, I preached that last week. Matthew eleven, twenty eight through thirty says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and 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 learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is a promise that, that God gives us. And, and, and what we can call on Him when, when we're, we, we feel overburdened and labored. Um, you know, it, again, sometimes it's a daily thing, isn't it? Someday, some days, it, it, I mean, we just get up and, and, and the weight of the world just rests on our shoulders. And, and, and I always thought it'd be easier as the kids got older and, and went on their own. And I, I'm finding out it's even harder because why? They start having kids. And, and then you start worrying about your grandkids and, and, and thinking about it. And, and, and the worry is a whole other thing. We talked about that some time ago. But the burden of that, just, just understanding and thinking, you know, are they taking care of? Are, are they doing what they need to? And for some reason, that, that yoke kind of gets drawn on us. And then, I would imagine, it probably even gets worse as the grandkids start having kids. I'm a ways away from that, I hope. But I thought about this. This is take my yoke upon you and lean for me. And why take his yoke? His yoke is what easy. His yoke is easy. My burden is light. In other words, what I have, what's going on in your life, is no big deal. I got it. You know, go ahead and give it to me. I can carry it. God's got big shoulders. He can take care of all the things. And think, yeah, but will you take care of it the way I want it? If you haven't found out yet, I'm kind of a control freak, and and that even falls into my face sometimes because you know I I tend to give God something and then they say hey, you know not working fast enough, you're not doing it. I'm going to take it back over. And what happens? That yoke gets even heavier. I mean, once you once you unload something. You know how that is? You carry something for a while, and you put it down, and you feel rested, but you pick the same thing up again, and it's a bit heavier. That's exactly how I, our burdens are, I believe. We tend to give it to them, and then we take it back, and we give it to them, we take it back, and, 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 and eventually, God says, just give it to me. It's easy for me. Just turn it over. Psalm 16, 7. It says, Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Have you ever really thought about how God takes care of us? I mean, the rest that He gives us. If we actually trust in God, if we actually turn this over to Him, turn our burdens over to Him, there's a, a sense of rest, there's a sense of renewal. And God is good to us. We just have to trust. I was telling you about uh, my dad and when we went on vacation. See, you don't, you don't mess up. My dad was a disciplinarian. And um, me and my cousin, we took off one, one camping trip. We were up in the in the Upper Peninsula, and there's hiking trails all over the place. And there's mountains and there's hills. And back then, I didn't have any fear of that. So we were climbing up all over the place. And, and I'm talking 12 years old. And we got back down, and, and, and my dad said, where were you boys? we told him, he says, I told you to stick right with me. For the next two hours. And and my dad was military. He was was a Navy guy. There's a pile of rocks here and nothing over here. He says, I want you to take those bricks, those stones, and I want you to take them over here. And when you're done with that, I want you to take that pile over here and put it back over here. He says, if I I see you slacking off, he says, we're going to extend the punishment. Now, I got a belt once in a while, do not get me wrong, but he usually, he usually did things in a more practical way, something that you're really not going to like. You see a, a, you know, a whip on the butt with a, with a belt is, I mean, it hurts for the second, but you carry your rocks for two hours. You know you better get your act together. And I remember that. I mean, it, like it was yesterday, I know how hard that was, and, and I knew if I sat down or if I took a break, He was going to extend that burden up for me. So at the end of those two hours, he says, okay, boys learned a lesson. I said, yeah. I said, all right. Do you think I wandered off again? No. I did not wander off again. Now, I asked him if I could wander off. So he knew where I was, but, but the lesson was learned. But I thought about that. You know, how often do we do that in life? I mean, we're carrying rocks aimlessly without any, any problem. but God says, return to your rest. And this is David's song. He says, return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to me. I'm a firm believer that our world was created in six days. A lot of people argue that. Oh, yeah, but it wasn't six days this amount of time, or thousands and thousands of years. or No, I believe it was six days. Scripture says it was created in six days. What do you do on the seventh? You rest. We're thinking, why did that God need to rest? He just created all this stuff. Why did he rest? He did that because he wanted to be an example to us. He wanted to say, you know what? Give your all for six days. And then take a rest, take a break. And a lot of people have emulated that over the years, and I, I love this area. And we had it over in Linn area too. But the Amish, you know, every one of their businesses says what? No Sunday sales. No Sunday sales. They they work hard, and these guys these guys are out in the field all the time, and they're doing stuff. Um, Jake and I stopped at an Amish place uh, uh, coming back. Uh, I don't even know where we were going, but uh, they got kittens for free. And I said, ah, I'm just gonna go check it out. No, I didn't get one, um, <laughs> but uh, I was close. Anyways, uh, we stopped in there and the guy comes out and he says and we came right around dinnertime. That's the worst time to come for an office because they're eating. Um, but he sends his uh, daughter out and, and, and they come running out there in bare feet and they're, they're running through the barn with cow poop all over the place and stuff. And, and, and you can tell these kids were working. I mean they knew what they were doing. They were taking care of. Maybe it was small. I mean these kids were but, yeah, about that high. Yeah. Eight years old. but. Uh, you could tell that they had a responsibility. They took care of the dog, and they took care of the cats, and, and she was the one to talk to. But it's amazing to watch their commitment to that. Of saying, you know what, Sunday, we're not gonna do anything. And also, you know, we have certain businesses, uh chick fil um, they're the ones who just shut down on, on Sundays. I saw something on YouTube the other day that, uh, um, There, there's two folds with that. That, that uh, the secular world was saying they shut down so people crave Chick-fil-A uh, more on, on the week before the weekends and then on Monday because if you if you uh, if you kind of uh, take that break, you know people are going to crave it more. And they're like the top two uh, in the country as far as their sales, and they shut down on on Sunday there's a there's a, a reaction to that i'm going to i'm going to play a, a clip here uh there's a there's a cure for that and this is kind of an ad for uh for uh, chick-fil-a i guess so you get it Yeah, hang on. Cool. that deep intense craving. so you jump in your car and you drive to the nearest chick-fil-a only to realize <laughs> Sunday. For the rest of the day, you struggle to cope with the symptoms of irritability, anger, and depression as you try to curb those cravings with inferior chicken and fries. Now there's relief. Introducing chickaderm the patch that's guaranteed to curb your cravings for 24 hours every Sunday. Just one patch is equivalent to one chicken sandwich or an eight pound of nugget. Just peel and say goodbye to those pesky chicken cravings. Look, now I'm wearing a party tray! And for even stronger relief, Chickaderm patches are compatible with those extra sauce packets you have lying around. Chickaderm is available over the counter at most retailers, even the heated ones that stay open on Sundays. I think I'll survive till Monday. Thanks, Chickaderm. My pleasure. Need more control over your cravings? It's happened to all of us. I got the world doesn't understand shutting down for a day. I remember back in um uh, 88, 88, 89 when computers started to kind of take take off. They were predicting that the workforce was going to go down to about uh, anywhere between 15 and 20 hours a week because of the technology. And, and, and again, that was, what, 30 years ago. In reality, work has increased almost double that. The average work week right now is 50 to 60 hours. That's what's expected from our, our people in the workforce. Why? Because there's so much being done, so much technology that can be used. And our Sundays, our, our relaxation time is, 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 is lessening and lessening. Um, I appreciate a lot of you uh, from the church, they say, Are you taking your day off? You know, are you, are you getting your Sabbath in? And, and it's hard for me. Again, I wasn't raised with that. I wasn't, that's not in my DNA to, to take a full day off because it drives me crazy. Do I need to? Yes. Why? Because God tells me to. It's a command, it's not a suggestion, it's a command. Exodus 20, 8 through 11, it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord in your God. On it you shall not do any work. Neither you nor your son or your daughter, your male servant, your, your female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreign foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and what made it holy. Now, I'm a firm believer that that doesn't necessarily mean on Sundays, okay? Because I, I'd be breaking it right away, um, as far as the Sabbath. And, but it's a day that we set aside for the Lord. And, and again, it might mean Sundays. We, and, and originally, I mean, uh, worship was done on Saturday evenings, you know, years and years and years ago. That was the actual day of worship was Saturday nights. And we've made it in the Sundays over the years, and, and this is where we're at. But is it a true day that we take throughout your life? I mean, I mean, I want you to think about your your daily routine and your weekly routine. Do you actually say, you know what, I'm going to carve off this much time just to rest? And what? Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, six days of the labor, but on the seventh it is the Sabbath to your God. On that day, you should do no work, neither you nor anyone else. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all of them. And what? But he rested. He rested. If we don't get rest at night, what happens to us? We become irritable, ineffective. We can't do the things that we need to do. And you mothers are saying, "Have you ever had kids?" <laughs> yes. Uh, I watched Christine do it for you. <laughs> it's hard. It really is. Well, what, 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 what? I mean, what? What that, that causes us to do is maybe the husbands take a day and say, okay, I'll take care of the kids. I'll take care of the household. Sorry, guys. But seriously, if, if we are supposed to rest, and there's reasons for that, we need to look at how we're doing it. So running all the time, keeping busy all the time, isn't, isn't God-pleasing. And we think, wow, but I'm working for Him. I'm, I'm doing His work. He doesn't say that in here. He did his work, but he went rested. And it's important. I think. I think it's important for for our country to take that day. And, and, and the problem is, I, I see more people wiped out from Labor Day weekend than any other day. I mean, I see these families going to camp and and and, and taking their families and setting up and tearing down and cooking and cleaning. I mean, it's crazy. I know when we took vacations, I was more tired coming back than I was when I left. But he says, take a day of rest. And it's not build them up and then take a week off, it's take a day of rest during the week. So I try to be as, as diligent as I can with that, um, and, and I fall short, I'm not gonna lie to you, I fall short every week just about, because I, my brain is, is, is running hundred miles an hour and I think, well, I should be doing this. You ever think about that? When you're doing something and, and you should be doing something else, and particularly if you take a little, little time off, you feel guilty. I mean, I, I totally feel guilty when I take uh, time off and I don't go somewhere. You know, if I'm sitting at home, I'm thinking, I need to be doing something. I need to be working. There's there's things that need to be done. So I don't just cut off and take a day and, and, and get the rest that I need. Me, I look at God saying, you know what? It's not an option. Take a day of rest. Take a day that you're just and, and, and again, a lot of a lot of people, you know, try to do their own theology with this one. It's like, well, isn't he saying, well, you know, it's time to get the housework done and, and maybe spend time with my my, my spouse or, or or family time. He's not saying that. Take a day of rest. Take a break. And it's hard. I'm not I'm not saying that, particularly for you young families. It's hard to take a full day of rest, it really is, so how do, how do we do that, how do we, how do we honor God with that when it's almost impossible, I don't know, I have no good, but I think it's a, a daily and weekly struggle that you've got to fight through, because if it's on your mind, you're also thinking, okay, how do I do this? And between you and God, you work that out. It's no different than tithing or or your service or anything else. I mean, eventually you've got to sit down with God and say, this is is what I'm making a commitment to. And I'm going to do that to honor and glorify you with it. A lot of people also say, well, that's the Old Testament. We're no longer underneath that. Well, Jesus came to what? Fulfilled the law. Not to abolish it. I believe we're still into this. We're, we still need to we, need, we still need to follow what God has has, has laid out there, particularly the Ten Commandments. I mean, such thou shalt not steal in the Old Testament does that mean we can steal today? Because it's New Testament. No, we follow His His laws and you know, decrees. I love going back to Matthew. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. You see, even even that. Even trying to figure out a day of rest is a burden sometimes. So how do we do that? How do we give that to God? How do, we, how do we do that completely? And he says, what? If we do, I will give you rest. Scripture also says, come to me to a quiet place and what? Get some rest. Jesus, over and over again, kept trying to get away from his disciples. Didn't that work well with him either, did it? I mean, Jesus struggled with that. He said, you know what? Don't bother me. I'm gonna go to the nose of the ship and I'm gonna take a nap. What happened? Jesus, you need to wake up. We're having a storm. Can you imagine him thinking, guys, can't you just last one day without me? But what did he do? He got up and he took care of business. He did what he needed to. The only time that I see that he he really got some rest was those three days he was in the tomb. Because over and over and over again, it kept coming back on him. Even going out in the desert for 40 days, he didn't get a whole lot of rest there either, did he? I think about him and the woman at the well. That was probably the the most calmest day that he might have had. He was just sitting down and talking. You I know, mean, it wasn't a thousand people wanting something from him. It was one person that he cared about. And she had what? She had a yoke on her, didn't she? She was burdened down. And I look at those individual things when Jesus touches and in, impacts in, in a life. He said, that was with this woman. And he, said, he said, I know exactly where you've been. It doesn't matter. I'll take it. I'll take, it, I'll take it and what happened with her it changed her life she changed the community because of that because she was willing to give her yoke to Jesus and carry I mean, can you imagine the burden that he took to the cross I mean we look at the, the beatings and the torture and the, and the things that, that he did for us on the cross but did you ever think all that burden, all that, all those sins that He just laid on Himself to take for the cross? Because a lot of times that's what's burdening us down, isn't it? That's just sometimes the things that are making us weary is how we're living our life. If we're not living up according to how God wants us to to live, He says, "You know what? He's gentle and He's humble. Just, just give me." He said, I already died on the cross for you. I already took it to the cross. You don't need to carry this around. So it's not just work labor that we're we're talking about here this morning. It's a spiritual labor. It's a a mental one. It's, It's ones that we just feel totally consumed by. Do you think God wants us to take a rest from those things in our life? I do. I believe he says, you know what? You don't need to worry about all this stuff. You don't need to worry about how you've been living or what you've done. Come to me, give it to me. And what is that? Repentance. When we're turning that yoke over to Him, we're just repenting of our sins and, and allowing Him to give us rest for our souls. I remember that growing up. If I didn't do something exactly the way I was supposed to, just eat it on eat it on. And finally I go to my mom or dad and say, you know what, I did this. Maybe I was a strange kid, I don't know. But there was a a release of burden that I just said, you know what, I need to get rid of this. Jesus says that. You don't need to deal with it. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Has the Lord been good to you? Have been good to me. I sure messed up over the years in a lot of different areas and continue to, but I'll tell you, when I do return my soul to rest, the Lord is good. He's taken that yoke, He's made it easy. He says, My burden is light. He doesn't have a burden, just give it to Him. So that's what I want you to leave with this morning. I want you to think about how God has been good to you. How are you fitting in rest into your life? How can you make a a a deliberate thought and commitment to God as far as your rest? Because again, just like your body needs rest every night to rejuvenate and everything, our souls need rest. We just need to get away from things and and and. Spend time with God in in, in prayer and fasting and and a lot of different things. But remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This is important. I'll pray for you if you pray for me. Because it's tough. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for, again, your your, your rest and, and your mercy on us. Father, when we struggle with things and, and we just like to carry them around and, and, and not turn them over to you, Father, just open our eyes and ears a little bit more and our heart to, to understand that. You know what we're struggling with. You know what we're dealing with. You know the burdens in our life and, and how weary we, weary we are. And Lord, you, you promised just, just to take that over for us. So we don't need to worry about. Father, allow us to trust you enough to turn it over. Allow us, Lord, to um, as, as much as everything else is so important to us, that time of rest with you. And Father, I pray for each and every person here, if it's uh, young families with kids, that Father, it's just it just seems almost impossible to get that rest, to get that break, to get, get away from things for a little bit. But Father, I pray you that that can happen, even if it's a, a short time. And I know, Lord, kids aren't a labor and a burden, but it's tiring. And Father, I pray for those who are all the way to the retirement age that uh, seem to be more busy today than they were when they were working. I pray for rest for them. I pray that the world just doesn't keep consuming them and, and, uh, and chewing them up and spitting them out and, and, and Using because they're they're available. Lord, I pray for rest for each and every one of us. I pray for you, Lord, to, to meet us where we are and understand and and, uh, and take over when things are going tough. But more than anything, allow us to trust you, Lord. So, God, to be with us now as uh, as we go into our open worship, trying to to just reflect on you, Lord, and what you have for us. Lord, again, we thank you so much for for dying on the cross for us, for for taking those burdens and and, and, and our sins and and just pouring them out. Father, we're thankful for a new start each and every day. That we can start with, again, turning things over to you and and having that burden lightened up. Lord, thank you so much for, for being our Savior, our King, and our Lord of Lords in your son's name.